Welcome back to Bible Love. We are very nearly wrapping up the Psalms. I think we've got this week and next. This episode is coming out on the Feast of uh, St. Bede, I think the Venerable Bede. So the collect for today, let us pray. Almighty God, who has enriched your church with the learning and holiness of your servant Bede, grant us to find in scripture and discipline prayer the image of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and to fashion our lives according to his likeness, to the glory of your great name and to the benefit of your holy church, through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, listeners, today we have the Reverend Caitlin Keith, who is the Associate Rector at St. Martin's in the Fields in Columbia, not to be confused with Alan St. Martin's in the Field in Texas. And there is a lot I love about Caitlin, um, but two things that really come to mind when I think about Caitlin is, A, there's not like tons of examples of bold, awesome wonderful younger women that are priests. And uh, when I look at Caitlin, I hope that all the young women out there look at her and say, I can do that too, because she brings that. And she also is fiercely intelligent and smart. And every time I'm in a meeting with her, she brings up something that I've never thought about. And I appreciate that about her so much. So it was important to me to have Caitlin here to talk about the Psalms. And so welcome, Caitlin. So glad you're here. Well, listen, as the Psalms say, I am a worm and no man. So (laughs) I'm I'm very glad to be here and, and, and blushing. Um, Well, I didn't mean to make you blush. Um, I'm just trying to tell you how much I love you. Um, Okay. So we asked you to talk about one of your favorite songs, Psalms, and you said, my jam is Psalm 31. So talk to us about why this is your jam. Also a Psalm I love. Yeah. So I, I discovered Psalm 31 actually probably when I was in like eight, late elementary school. Um, so this is going to be a little bit of a long story, but I'll try to not. We love hard. Go for um, it. When I was in third grade, we went to this like tiny little rural Methodist church um, that like all the kids who were at the church were all the kids who could basically walk there from their parents' farms, you know. Um, And when you were in third grade, you got your first Bible and that was like the big deal. But because it was like this nice small little rural church, when you were given your Bible like in service, then you would take it to the back of the church and put it on this folding table and everyone in the church would come sign your Bible like signing a yearbook. It was the most precious thing. And so that was my first Bible. And I like wore the pages out on that thing. I was so excited to like have one for myself. And I went just diving into it. Um, and that was probably in around the time that I like first found Psalm 31 and started to, to dive with it. And that would have also come in around the time when I was like just coming into middle school, um, which like middle school is just bad for everybody. Like, it's so just bad. Bad. You know, um, everyone struggles. And I was one of those kids that like, 
even doubly so just felt so out of place in the middle school that I was going to. And like, I didn't fit in. Um, and with all of that and the hormone changes and everything else, um, started to experience like that middle school depression, you know, and, and didn't know how to make sense of it. Didn't know how to make sense of the anxiety or, or any of the things I was feeling. And so that part of Psalm 31 that is, um, you know, like you have not shut me up in the power of my enemy, but like I'm broken and my life is wasted and every, everybody is hounding on me. Like when you're an angsty teen, that that's a jam. You're like, oh, the Bible is like saying all the stuff that I feel. And that's the great thing about the Psalms, right? Is they um, put scripture to the full range of human emotion. And so I like dove really deep into that like middle section of Psalm 31 to the point where I would tell people like, oh, my favorite verses in the Bible are like Psalm 31 verse six onward. <laughs> so I started at the like, you know, I hate all those other people and like, they're so mean to me. And like, that was, that was my part. Right. Um, but then you get to verse 14 in there and it's like, but as for me, I've said, you are my God. My times are in your hands, you know, rescue me, save me. Like, and when you're trying to make sense of all of these big feelings that you have when you're a kid, particularly when those feelings are a little bit stronger than maybe the normal range of, middle school, early high school feelings, um, that, that call to God and that calling God into that space was really formative for my prayer life as well. Like it put language to those struggles, not being something that God doesn't care about. You know, I love that story, Caitlin, because I feel like at some point in our lives, we're all like searching for scripture to like feel like somebody gets it. You know, the Bible is an important place for that. And I often don't feel like our youth, or at least my youth at my church, like go to the Bible in the way that you felt felt so um, compelled to, you know, and then you found a place that spoke to you. I wish more of our youth would take that time to say, where is it that God might be hearing me? And you did that. And, and of course that shaped a lot of probably why you are a priest and why you are a minister and, you know, all the things. Well, you know, like I didn't, I mean, some, some people definitely like pick up a Bible and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to dive into this myself. I watched my mom read her Bible every night. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched her like sit with the Psalms and make sense of her own feelings through, the Psalms, like that was always where she turned to. And so I think before I even realized that I was um, mirroring her in any way, like that's where it came from, you know? Yeah. And that's another thing that we can do for our children is be, you know, as model for them the faith you yeah, model for them, the importance of this. Yeah. Awesome. So the other thing I love about the Psalms and this one in particular, um, because I sort of claimed it as my favorite so early in my life, is that it's also grown with me and I've grown with it and it's grown around me and I've grown around it. So, you know, coming into college, um, got into rock climbing and like in returning to this Psalm, then all of a sudden the first five verses, like take on a new light. It's be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe for you are my crag and my stronghold. Um, and sort of becoming a rock climber and, 
getting stronger and getting better at it and feeling the way that my muscles change and my technique changes and everything else sort of gave me a new um, sense of God's presence and like the metaphor of the sport that I was taking on and, and the way that clinging to God, you know, isn't just this like, oh my goodness, I'm scared. And so I'm like doubly crimping down and like exhausting myself because I need to hold on. But like, that there is a practice to it and there's a way to make it just a part of like a normal flow, a, a, a natural feeling. Like you have the muscle and the practice and the um, muscle memory to grab the holds of life, to like cling on to God in all of the various shapes and, and paths of life. Um, and so then it kind of took on that, that flavor for me as well and, and stayed really sweet. And so it's still one that I, that I returned to, um, still one that I pull out. I, once I graduated college, I did the Episcopal Service Corps for a couple of years in North Carolina. And I was at a church that did, um, the daily office. And, you know, as interns, we were required to do, to do one of them. Most of them picked evening prayer because it was only 15 minutes long. And so you <laughs> get in and out. Um, but I really loved getting up in the morning. And so I did morning prayer and then mass. And we did the Psalms on the 30-day cycle for the daily office. And so there are probably half of the Psalms that I know really well. And like all of these verses that I can just sort of pull out of my mind. And I can't quite pin down which Psalm they're coming from at any point, but they're all there. They're just kind of embedded. Um, and so Psalm 31 is day six. Yeah. The sixth day of every month we were coming to it. You know, one of the things that I really heard when you were talking is, and I haven't really thought about it, but with the rock climbing, like how the Psalms and, and scripture in general can become physical. We think about it in such an emotional way a lot of times, especially the Psalms, like how we're feeling emotional. And you're definitely, you definitely touched on that as well, but also like it's part of our bodies. It's part of our shaping and who we are. I love that. You know, um, I, I don't know. I, that was just kind we're of a new concept for me Jimmy, that I hadn't thought about uh, before. Down so thank you for bringing that about to our attention. Alan, what do you think about Psalm 31 and Caitlin's experience? Yeah. I mean, the last thing you're talking about, I think about a couple weeks ago, Mary Balfour, you were on pilgrimage and Jimmy Hartley and I, Jimmy who serves down the street from Caitlin, we were talking about the repetition of the Psalm, whatever it is. And even the other, you know, he's at a cathedral, they have daily office. Every they don't years. do the 30 Psalm cycle, um, but we talked about right. like there's, there's something, something about the Psalms in particular that, that we go through uh, 12 times a year old or at least once a year and then come um, back and read or whatever it is. And even the other scripture that we go through in the daily office and come every back two years, years or on Sundays every really three years, and, right? There's and something I, I about our lectionary that allows a 15-year-old thing about to, wow. to read something or and then come back and read it as an 18 year old where and then you could read it again life's there, different. and then someday you're going to come it back and read it as a 35 year old where life's really different. And I think that, and I, I love Caitlin, what you said about, general, you know, certainly you fell in love with the Psalm as a kid when you didn't know anything about it's not rocks read it once or climbing them or crags. Mm -hmm. 
and then well, you can right, read so it again the entire, there, and then someday like, you're going to read it and have a completely different right perspective. Like, um, I'm I, I love it. Are you? True yes, about scripture in I'm general. Dying. I wish I could get in one of the and It was intended to be that way. I'm so jealous of everybody's Instagram not like read it once and then we have it. Well, and that's the thing is like the algorithm. Right, so the entire, and like I'm not a Swifty, but the entire world right now is You must want to see it. I'm Swifty. I love it. Are you? Yes, I'm dying. I wish I could get in one of the concerts. So many of my friends jealous of everybody's Instagram post. <laughs> know, well, and that's the thing is like know, the algorithms have um, been like, you're a young like, woman in her 30s. You younger. must want to see everything about Taylor Swift. So I, it's all they over know, my All of the songs from the, um, the eras. But watching and, like, like so many of my friends, because like, we're all exactly the same, the same way of like, oh, this song Taylor, used to be like, this for me, but now that I'm older, is this. And watching that like they've all, I mean, the songs were written as songs in this very kind of particular way. And so they know all of the songs from all of the eras way back when. And so talk about those songs in the same kind of way. Like, oh, this song used to be this for me but now that i'm older kind of hang like on is to this and when you're driving down the road um, you that's the one you i mean the psalms on. were written as songs like, I think as about this, sort of to, popular to temple music point, but she's way back really, when i don't think so anybody's gonna be mad they have that same right? kind of I mean, I, flavor to yeah, them like they become I'm a fan of Taylor old school favorites really that, that you just kind of hang on to and when you're driving down the road that's the one you turn on and I, uh, I think about this, not to, to belabor the Taylor Swift point, but she's re-releasing. I don't think anybody's going to be mad so about right, this. Right. I mean, I, yeah, maybe a little bit I'm a fan of Taylor Swift. I don't know that I call myself Swift, but I got that way, uh, two right? teenagers like, in my house, and so I listen to a lot of her music. Song and this song. Um, so it's almost like David is She's re-releasing all her back catalog because she now has ownership of it. Even in his, She can do what she wants. So, right, it's literally the same songs, maybe a little bit different. Um, and some later, some of the psalms are that way, right? There, like we hear echoes of so he says this psalm and this psalm. So it's almost like right. David is remixing, remastering. So I think um, because really about that. even in his about span, how, how the psalms, David or the psalmist or whomever, he can say something one time. Right, a couple years later, readers, that same idea is there, but he now has a different perspective, and so he says the same thing in maybe a different way. The same things coming out in different ways. So I think. I haven't really thought about that. We talk about how how the Psalms speak to our breadth of life, right, as we as readers. But I think it's even true for David or the psalmist as the writer. Is is the same things coming out in different ways as he goes through the peaks and valleys of his own life. Yeah, and then he even ends up sort of sort of stitched together, mixing some of his own verses, like. That the, refrain, be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe, is in other psalms than thirty is, like, uh, like sprinkled in, in several others. But like, then also, right, how many parts of the prayer book are just where they psalms were from. that, that was are what I was taught sort of to stitched together and, and it, reworked? Like, I reminded like, myself the other day, the, oh, right, the that's prayer the I say when I'm um, from, you know, washing my hands over or, the lavabo bowl is like two verses from Psalm 29. I only sort of recently remembered that's where they were from. That was just what I was taught to memorize. And then it like, I reminded myself the other day, oh, right. That's the part that a lot of what they were you know, was like, or there was a stretch during Easter this year where we were getting, um, go into parts of the different sermons from Acts. Here and where you know so, Peter or Stephen or whoever else would stand up on a street in corner a certain and way, holler at everybody. In life, we've been but a lot of what they were hollering about was like of quoting the psalms yeah, in different ways, and then we would finish that reading and immediately go into this is the psalm that was just referenced, yeah, and he could 
like here and catch it. And so um, I want to um, ask you this. So in a certain I way, like in the Christian life, we've been sampling the Psalms for thousands life. of years. And I wonder yeah, and it makes me wonder if Taylor uses the Psalms as like, part of her research. Um, I love that we got Taylor Swift in this conversation. Um, I want to ask you this. So we like, I've loved you sharing how the Psalms has affected your life. And I wonder I mean, now like that is, you're a priest and you're in ministry, like, guess, but basically do you use them when you're office, working like, with I'm other people in pastoral care or, or Christian formation or wherever like, it may what be? What do I do? Like, How talk, do I do you pray? Talk about like, that a little bit. Without fail. Oh, totally. Um, sort of recommendation. I mean, like, like this is, this is giving away a little really bit matter of how the sausage is made, I guess, angle, but basically anytime somebody comes to my office to, and like, is like, I'm having a little bit of a spiritual question or a crisis or a something. Like, like, you know, what do I do? How do I pray? Like, that one is just like, the, without fail, I recommend first everybody. Like I think sort of everybody recommendation is like pray the Psalms. Like it doesn't really matter what angle of spiritual crisis you're coming to, but like just pray the Psalms for 30 days and see what happens. Yeah. Like you can't go wrong. And then, you know, there'll be like other things too, but like that one is just like the, it I, I recommend it to everybody. Like, I think everybody, sure. and like, at least once, should pray through the 30-day yeah. cycle and just see what yeah. happens. Um, yeah. But then, right, it's the reason then, thing we're talking about. Where, like, I find yeah, like, so you can't go wrong when I'm in um, a hospital room. And even if it, or, you know, um, doesn't feel like it bedside when changes dying, your life, like, you still like, read anytime that I have to and like, that's going to do its work on you, you know, shape my prayer uh, praying extemporaneous. But then, right, it's like, the remixing thing we're talking about. It's the where, like, I find myself like, so often it's when I'm in a hospital room or worm um, their way somebody's bedside when they're dying the or like anytime brain. that I have um, to pray and I'm not using the prayer book and, and when I pray, like I'll shape my prayer if I'm praying extemporaneously. I have it's no idea psalms. which one it's coming from. Like it's, but I know it's different <laughs> bits of the is. psalms that have um, wormed yeah. their way into a part of the DNA of my brain, almost um, my language for God. Oh, I love and, that. And when I pray, really like I'll language. have that little thought in the back of my mind, like, oh, I know that's one of the psalm verses. I have no idea which one it's coming from, but I know that's where that is. That's oh, that's psalm. Yeah, forty-five. I have a part of my like breathing and language, almost my language for God. And oh, I love that, that. my um, breathing and language. That's where that I definitely can that relate to that because from, I'm, I'm with you. And, like, and I, I could so not tell you where the power that's oh, that's Psalm forty five, you know, or whatever. Like, I, I couldn't tell, but I know that it's part of me, and that that's where that inspiration for that prayer may be coming from, you know. And and I think that's so good to recognize the power of the scriptures, right? That they do become part of our DNA, they do become part of our being, and again, makes us rely even more on God and what we need to survive this crazy world, whatever it's it is that we're surviving in the moment, or to rejoice in this crazy world, whatever it is that we're rejoicing in in the moment. Um, and I, 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 I appreciate you sort of bringing that to light, because I, do, I don't think I realize how much I do use the Psalms, but I did. It just may not be, you know, because I can't remember chapter and verse, you know, or whatever. And I guess that's me giving away the sausage a little bit. But my parishioners know that about me. I couldn't tell you anything more than John 3.16, probably, but um, um, is that even right? Is that the right one? The um, <laughs> there was this really cute little kid today uh, on so, right, the Today Show, kid, and I know that this um, episode is coming out way later. Um, made it to the Today Show. Oh, it's coming out Thursday. Video of him oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, I haven't looked at our feast calendar yet, so I don't know where we are in time before his siblings um, get up. And it's Only Alan knows that. He's like the most precocious, adorable child. 
so right, cute little kid. Um, yeah, like watching her to copy made it to the day show because of like a four video of him was viral where he like and anyway, long story short, out of that quiet time before his moms get up and it's it was just precious. He's like the most which I see precocious, adorable child. Like, um, I and. Love yeah, like watching Hoda copy and try to interview anything. like a four year old was amazing. Um, and he ended up like and, anyway. Long story short, in, out of that, like, his, a, his mom taught but him. It, it gets me like one of those that, mantras, like, which I see a lot of moms like doing now, where he's like, sure. you know, like, I am read it to the point loved and I am brave and I can do anything. And he ended up like repeating that in on your like his little interview but it, it right. it's one thing about like, the way that like, god's promise the psalms like this and, like or, have been or the scripture like and it's another thing when you read it to the point that you can recall like, it um when it soaks into the, song you to the point where like those yeah. are the first words on that's it's on your thing lips. when like um, that's the first thing that blurts out of your right mouth. it's one and thing to like sort of like, know god's promises and to like have been told that god loves you and it's another thing when like not to totally belabor the song metaphor that's the song that you're singing you know, an old song that that's another thing when like the words that's the first thing that blurts out of your mouth and you have sort of like the comfort the ancient words to it that have carried other people as well not to totally belabor the song metaphor but it's you know generations before singing an old song that everybody knows the words to isn't that such like and it is not been to that like invite our not only have these songs been important like in the three of ours lives but like generations before us and for generations after hopefully they all they become a part of us and it is not been hard to invite our friends to come on and talk about their favorite song because everybody has one this i mean everybody has one no there's not i think there was one person that was like I cannot um, tell you what my favorite song is, that, but like only because I love them all, too. you know, um, and so really, I, I think that's just been s- sort of the beauty of like, this semester talking about this is that everybody can relate to them. Everybody. Like it reminds me of, um, and I'm, because of that, they like bind us together as a community too. entire The commonality of them, particularly like out of the field that I get because there's a very translation life, you know, Reading for the so psalms true. in particular, and you know, I had we had me, um, but it like it reminds me of one thing football stadiums when somebody plays was, like the first notes of like Sweet Caroline in the entire stadium. Like, was pretty busy making it all happen. Like, that's the, the feel liturgy, that I get for the psalms, the psalms like in church life. You know, that's so true. And you know, I had we had Mia on last week, and one thing that I was talking to her about was I feel like as priests. And we're I mean, like pretty busy like, making it oh, all happen here in the liturgy, and, and the psalms are like the one the one thing I don't have anything to do with. I feel like you know, like it's that's the choir's job, and they take care of it. And I mean, even the other readers, like oh, what if one of them aren't here, and I have to quickly stand up and read? You know what I mean? It's like the one time in the service that I feel like I can just be in the presence of God. And, and, and the scripture and and i don't really feel that in a lot of other places i mean i'm glad to be there i don't mean that but i'm i'm making sure we we all this happens can y'all relate to that also the totally. point, like when i most of the time as a priest when you're leading worship you're both worshiping and thinking to have the camera like 
and that's the one point where you get to just because that also kind of not think for a second and only worship because my brain is turning off and the thinking a little bit my face also turns off yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, the point when I and then if the camera so like pans over to me, our, I'm just sitting there stream, like, and I told him that stairs. like during the psalm, he needs to have the camera like on <gasps> the choir the or on the congregation okay. because that also kind of happens to be the point where like <laughs> okay, because my brain is turning off into thinking a little bit, my face psalm also turns off. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. And then if the camera like pans over to me, I'm just sitting there with like this thousand yard stare. I put you on the spot. Everybody in the comments is like, "Are you okay?" Or I think. The best well, Caitlin, is there anything else that we need to know about Psalm the last 31 or the Psalms the in general? Verse. Um, or, or really just the last verse in whole, like be strong I'll and let you on the spot. take courage. No, you're good. I, um, I was turning the page um, here. I think the like best the way the day, to end a conversation celebrated is there's the last half the, of the, the last verse. The point um, of church here we're in is, is or, or really just the last verse in bowl. Like, be strong and let your heart take next. courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Um, but like at the, the end, end of the day, and, reading, and we just celebrated ascension. The so there's go back, and this is the, in the temple continuously. theme of they go back the point of the church here we're in is, is waiting on God, waiting on God to come back, waiting on what comes next. Waiting on where so, we're supposed to go. We all know we're waiting on God. Um, we all know we're waiting on. But at the end of the Ascension reading, what it next? says that the disciples go and back and worship in the temple continuously. Really they go back worshiping and singing and praying, and and to have heart. That's how they spend yeah. all of their days waiting. The words to wait. And so, like we all know we're waiting on God. We all know we're waiting on sort of Perfect. the big. What Thank next? You. And I think I'll be thinking about for the rest of there's the day really how we can turn about the psalms into having this language bum, to take bum, courage bum. and to have heart. And a new psalm setting, the right? To wait. That is amazing. That was the so new fun. age of Anglican choral Perfect. chant. I love it. Thank I love you. it. Well, Caitlin, thank you. I think so I'll be thinking much. about for the rest of and the day how we can turn the psalms into remember bum, that we love bum, you, but most importantly, a new psalm setting, right? That is amazing. That was the so new cool. age of Anglican choral chant. I love it. I love it. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much. And listeners, oh as always, remember that we love you, but most importantly, God does.